prefaces and introduction of aggressive christianity this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by larry wilson aggressive christianity practical sermons by catherine booth publisher's preface our attention was first called to this book by rev daniel steele d d and after a careful and to us profitable reading we yielded readily to his permission to give it to the american churches being assured that its practical burning truths must arouse all to a clearer apprehension of their duty and privilege these sermons are a marvel of direct earnest appeal to the hearts of all who seek to know the way of the lord more perfectly no one can read them without being profoundly stirred and scripturally enlightened they are suited to arouse the dormant energies of all classes to a better and a more useful life the introduction by dr steele sets forth in earnest words the religious character of the author and excellencies of these sermons we give them to the public with the prayer that their perusal may kindle a flame of revival in all the land by stirring up the people to seek pentecostal baptism macdonald and gill author's preface the addresses contained in this little volume were delivered during a series of services at the west end of london in the summer of eighteen eighty that they were used then of the lord i have abundant evidence and on that account i have consented to their reproduction in this form hoping that he may still speak through them to many souls i only regret that pressing public duties have prevented the shorthand writer's notes being revised as thoroughly as i could have wished especially as they are reports of what were themselves largely unpremeditated utterances catherine booth london december eighteen eighty introduction this volume is reprinted in america at my oft-repeated suggestion when the reader has finished these sermons he will not ask why i have urged the publication of an american edition the sermons will have spoken for themselves to induce the christian public to read this book a few words of information respecting its gifted author her excellencies as a preacher and the wonderful work in which she is engaged will be our only argument mrs catherine booth is the wife of rev william booth formerly a primitive methodist preacher but now commander-in-chief of the salvation army converted at fifteen her piety till several years after their marriage was like a shaded lamp shining only upon the narrow circle of the parsonage and parish she says i was one of the most timid and bashful disciples the lord jesus ever saved for ten years the daily battle of her life was with the duty of giving public testimony with her lips to the power of christ to save her victory at last and her remarkable call to preach when the mother of four children under five years of age and the spiritual power of her ministry are thrillingly detailed in the sermon on witnessing for christ she has been a preacher twenty-three years and has brought up nine children to preach the gospel my first knowledge of mrs booth was obtained in eighteen eighty from a letter of a straight-laced presbyterian doctor of divinity published in one of the organs of that denomination in new york he had listened to all the celebrities in london not excepting spurgeon and parker but had heard no speaker who had moved him so deeply as a woman preaching in a hall 
in the west end of london the woman was mrs booth this confession by a minister who would have been subjected to ecclesiastical censure if he had introduced a woman into his own pulpit so excited my interest that i began to inquire about this new light which had arisen upon england and to wonder whether the printing press would not soon reflect its rays upon our western world i could not wait for an american reprint but immediately sent for the volumes of her sermons having feasted upon them for several months i am constrained to invite my fellow christians in america to the banquet the volume entitled godliness is not on the table but is in course of preparation by macdonald and gill and will be eagerly sought for by all who have tasted of aggressive christianity one of the bishops of the church of england has recently issued a letter to the clergy of his diocese urging them if they would be aroused and stimulated to go out and compel the unchurched and perishing masses to come to the gospel feast to study the discourses of mrs booth here they would find inspiration and incentives to this long-neglected work the relation of mrs booth to the salvation army may lead some to suppose that her sermons are only frothy rantings addressed to vicious and illiterate crowds the unwashed mob of the metropolis of england this is a great mistake while general booth was preaching in mile end letting down the gospel plummet to sound the depths of the slums in eastern london his wife was gathering the cultured and aristocratic class in the western part of the city attracting such intellects as francis power cobb the admirer and correspondent of theodore parker this unitarian lady whose fame as a literature has reached all parts of the english-speaking world says of mrs booth's preaching the combination of fervent zeal with practical good sense in her extempore discourses must be admired even by those who differ most widely from her views it has been truthfully said that woman excels in insight in her power of intellectual penetration in the instantaneous intuitive discernment of truth like that of st john and that the masculine mind is superior in the discursive or dialectic faculty in the pauline ability to forge and weld together the successive links of a chain of reasoning mrs booth combines both these qualities she is pauline and johannian in the cast of her mind he will be happily disappointed who opens this volume expecting to find only what renan sneeringly styles when he characterizes the resurrection message of mary magdalene the hallucinations of an excited woman's imagination the reader must look elsewhere for the gospel of gush in these sermons there is no incoherency no rhodomontade but sound theology in consecutive propositions set forth in natural and logical sequence according to the laws of thought the whole delivered with divine unction a river of truth set on fire by the holy ghost bearing down or burning up everything before it one element of her power is her plain stout terse saxon speech not slang but the language of the home the shop and the street her sermons are theology homespun she eschews a scholastic form of theology in buckram and broadcloth this volume is rightly named for two reasons the subject of the first sermon may well be applied to the entire book first the preacher insists that the gospel when it enters the heart should be aggressive till it conquers the last lurking foe through the power of the holy spirit 
wholly sanctifying it by an instantaneous finishing stroke given to original sin as taught by john wesley this is a cardinal doctrine of the salvation army and the secret of its conquering power a meeting specially for the promotion of this experience is held weekly in every one of their barracks in the second place the gospel is to be aggressive till it subdues the whole world to jesus its rightful king the mighty faith of mrs booth grasps this glorious consummation as within the reach of the present generation of believers if they yield themselves fully to the impulses of the holy spirit she is no gloomy pessimist bewailing the decay of christianity and dishonouring the dispensation of the paraclete by postponing the world's conversion till after jesus shall descend from heaven and in person set up a visible kingdom on the earth these sermons are a healthful antidote to this paralyzing error and a mighty stimulus to missionary activity christians are exhorted to a grand evangelistic assault upon whole communities imposing the gospel upon them while i am writing detachments of the salvation army are attacking all the principal towns in england and scotland and columns are marching on france sweden switzerland north america south africa and india they exemplify their own doctrines respecting the twofold aggressive power of christianity they have lifted it out of its century-worn ruts put a steam engine behind it and set it running everywhere it will like a pioneer's wagon on a wild prairie god speed the new gospel chariot till it bears king jesus round the world long have we mourned over the religious apathy which deadens the zeal of american christianity on all her church doors i have in thought seen this advertisement wanted religious enthusiasm inquire within this book comes knocking at these church doors with ability to answer this universal call if christians would read it and become imbued with the spirit of its consecrated author there would be an uprising of a slumbering host and a spiritual waterloo would ensue putting to flight the armies of the aliens an english essayist has well said quote, a great evil to which human beings are by their make subject is that they can talk of things know things and understand things without feeling them in their true importance without in short realizing them there appears to be a certain numbness about the mental organs of perception and the man who is able to put things so strikingly clearly pithily forcibly glaringly whether these things are religious social or political truths as to get through that numbness that crust of insensibility to the quick of the mind and heart must be a great man an earnest man an honest man a good man i believe that any great reformer will find less practical discouragement in the opposition of bad people than in the inertia of good people unquote. at just this point lies the obstacle to the advance of the gospel all forcible opposition has ceased but a greater peril threatens us the inertia of good people the sermons which i am now introducing to the good people of america have this desirable quality they pierce religious numbness to the quick and make the mind realize gospel truth may this realization inspire intense activity in plucking lost men as brands from the eternal burnings i have often endeavored in imagination to transport myself to the first christian century 
when christianity in the zeal of her pentecostal baptism was going forth as an army unencumbered with a baggage train and a host of non-combatants to conquer the world i have always failed to reproduce the scene the sermons of this eloquent woman now come to my help they show me what christianity is when stripped of a cumbersome ceremonialism a deadening formalism a crushing ecclesiasticism cut loose from the baggage train of church debts engineered by rich and worldly men and relieved of a host of nominal christians impeding her march pleased only with dress parades and raising a panic whenever the sham fight for a moment becomes real i now see as with anointed vision that a regenerated christianity would speedily conquer the world john goodwin more than two centuries ago saw the need of a doctrinal regeneration of christianity clearing it from the errors of calvinism he wrote his redemption redeemed wherein the most glorious work of redemption of the world by jesus christ is vindicated by the encroachments of latter times a similar work has mrs booth wrought in her sermons in her redemption of the gospel from its bondage to enfeebling proprieties and churchly fashions and unspiritual and worldly tastes and maxims she has demonstrated that the simple gospel preached in faith in the streets of london without the sanction of ecclesiastical or civil authority without wealth without learning and the patronage of the upper classes is just as powerful as it was when it stood up alone in the streets of jerusalem leaning only on the arm of a jewish fisherman stammering with a galilean brogue daniel steele peabody march first eighteen eighty three end of introduction